Jody Dance Experience, where I'm sort of the layman who gets to ask the questions of the people who are at the helm. And today, uh, we are going to dive a little bit deeper into what many people here in British Columbia get, well, frankly, fairly deep into, and that is the Junior Exploration Gold companies, Brigadier Gold in particular, and we have the President and CEO, Ranjit Sender, with us uh, here on Zoom, as we do during COVID-19. One day we'll be in studio together, Ranj, but thanks for doing this. Ah, pleasure to be here, Jody. Hope I can help out with some questions for your audience. I know that you can, and I'm looking forward to uh, diving into what uh, Brigadier Gold is all about. But first, can I ask you how you approach investment? Like what, do you remember your first investment? Well, I started work on the stock exchange on the floor 30 years ago, and wow. there was 300 guys down there. So you saw all sorts of personalities. Some people were extremely successful in how they approached everything, some not so much. So I kind of follow the leaders or follow people who have done it before. And I know how hard it is to get things done. So I'm kind of always looking for not myself and people, but people have a very strong work ethic who don't just do, in our business, you can't do a nine to five and forget about it. It really is 24 seven, but if you do things correctly, you do have some nice time off as well. So I'm looking for a work ethic and people who have been there and done that. So when you d deep dive into looking at a company, if someone's looking at Brigadier Gold right now and, and sort of dissecting uh, whether or not it's worthy of their investment, what would you tell them to look for and what they might see in Brigadier Gold? Oh, most definitely the people. Uh, look at myself, 30 years in the stock market mining business, uh, last 20 plus years in Asia. I've put a couple of mines into production. I have built and sold public companies and made shareholders money. That's me. But what I look for even more in a company like a uh, mining exploration company is the technical side. We have Michelle Robinson in Mexico, 20 plus years there. Our asset, which we have, which we're pinning a lot of hopes to, which is developing quite well, she's had under her care for a decade. She's lived and breathed this asset. She's a Canadian QP, which is a qualified person, yeah. a UBC grad, and is extremely highly regarded in the sector in South America. So uh, look deeply into Michelle, look what she's done, look where she is, and you'll see two people and her and myself who are a great team. Ms. Michelle Robinson, if you're frantically writing down the name, uh, that was absolutely one of the questions I was gonna bring to you. As your senior geologist, she is sitting on your property, as you referenced, in uh, Mexico, that is sort of bookended, I guess, by two other Geo, what would I call it? Geological finds? What would I call the properties of the companies that are on either side of you that have hit fairly big? Uh, success stories. Uh, there you go. Success stories for shareholders who own their stock. Right. You know, both those companies were 20 to 30 cents, we'll say, earlier this year. And both those companies had some enormous success. And one went to $3 and one went to well over a dollar. Now they're over 100 to $150 million in market cap. And wow. You have our company in the middle at about a $15 million market cap. And that's what investors look for, an entry point at a place where they can make money. And our project is in the middle. It's in Mexico. 
It's a two-hour drive from Mazatlan to give uh, people an idea of where it is. You fly into Mazatlan, you drive two hours, and you're on site. So we're in the right place at, at the right time, and our approach is quite similar to theirs. They're exploring historical workings. Uh, pro their projects have had no large-scale production, but small-scale production, and a lot of underground work. Right. And Michelle has, Michelle's project is the same. And what's interesting is, Yes, Michelle is our head geologist. Yes, Michelle is running our project, but she was the owner of this asset as well. We did the owner with Michelle and then, and then said, listen, you need to stay around and run this because no matter where you are, it's social relationships, local permitting, understanding that rock over there, or as simple as don't go down that road. There's a big mud hole and the drill will get stuck. Right. So we're in the right place with the right person invested emotionally, personally, as well as financially in uh, results and, uh, and, and seeing what you can find. Where would you see uh, gold now positioned as we see such a huge change south of the border in the United States with regard to the presidency, as well as a global pandemic? I think timing is everything. At certain times in the gold cycle, you're gonna invest in a gold stock, they're gonna have some success but the price of your stock is not gonna go higher because gold is not trending. The overall markets aren't saying gold is going higher. But if you pick it at the right time, uh, which I believe is right now, gold shareholders, gold speculators in junior companies are getting rewarded. So if you've ever looked at junior gold stocks or junior silver stocks, uh, investing say four or five years ago, when the, if your investment company had some success, would have been okay. Now, if they're hitting, uh, it's really good for the shareholders. Which is a good point for somebody who might be a novice in this. And I think that maybe spreading that money around a little bit into some affordable stocks that have the history or the people that you're talking about, like um, with your team, the investment that you've made personally and how intrinsically you've explained, like, it's two hours outside of Mazatlan and you don't go down that hill because the mud's there. You know, those are things that make people feel the connection. Cause I think investing for some who are new at this might look at people um, in positions of power in any company and say, you just want to take my money. Whereas people like yourself are really um, I'm looking at, the details in front of me and you're on an expedition, you are literally mining for gold. <laughs> it's, it could be really fun to go on a journey, but it's also a risk associated with it and results are a big piece of that. So tell us about your expectations, projections and, and any um, sort of findings that you've had to this point. Sure, I'll backtrack a little bit as far as the, uh, we'll call them the novice early investor. Look for a market cap, look for valuation. When you're beginning, your every thousand dollars is extremely important to you. So if you see a stock that's went from 25 cents to $1, $2, $3, you might thinking, wow, that's, a, that's incredible. It's a $2 stock and they're, th they're saying it's going to $10. It certainly can. But when you're getting going, try to pick stocks at the very beginning. And that right. being nobody has stock cheaper than you or the majority of the company has never traded um, much, much lower. So pick something where, you're, where your entry point truly is the beginning and not halfway through because then you've missed out on a lot. So uh, pick those 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 cent stocks and hope they go to three to five dollars because it's much easier 
for that to happen than a $2 stock to go to $5. So that's a hard move. Right. That's great advice. So when it, when it comes to what your expectations are for Brigadier Gold uh, in the near term, what would you say? Oh, we're, we're going to repeat the success of our neighbors. I believe our project at the current stage is at the same stage they were at, say, eight months ago, but I, I actually left, like our asset much better. So we're looking to repeat that and get 10, 15 times return for our shareholders, have them experience that beginning boom of valuation. Then, of yeah. course, we move on and we deal with larger companies, larger investors, but it's a retail investor story. And we're looking to repeat what our neighbors to the south and to the north have done in the last, well, have done during 2020. We're with uh, Ranch Sunder, who's the president and CEO of Brigadier Gold. And I want to know, what does the typical day look like for you? Wow, they're long. I can't wait for Friday, actually. I've, everything's about Friday for me right now. Since we're publicly traded, I'm currently in Vancouver. So the markets are open up at 6.30. I'm very engaged with our shareholder base because I believe we're telling a story. We have moved from listing acquisition, financing, and drilling in about six months. Wow. I've never seen a junior move that quick, just for your information. It's uh, for your investors' information. Yeah. So it's lightning speed. So I get up every morning, I make a cup of coffee, and I field all the emails from our shareholders in Europe because we also trade in Germany. So first couple hours are dealing with Europe, and then our market opens up. And because our drills are turning, there's a lot of analysts and savvy investors asking very hard geological technical questions. So I deal with those because I have to treat the retail investor the same as that investor because everybody has different kind of questions. Then Michelle on site, I hope the communications are working and there's not too many clouds in the air. I ask her, how's the drilling going? Anything I can do to support you? Then generally there's a little bit of admin paying some bills, but it's, it's a long day. The market closes at one o'clock Vancouver time and generally my day will go to three or four o'clock and then it begins in the evening again some of our shareholders don't watch their stock all day long they have an office job they go home they have their dinner maybe have a drink and they look at their portfolio and they'll ask me questions and I like to be extremely responsive and you know it's invested money 500 yeah. 1000 or 1 million dollars it's invested money i want them to feel engaged and understand as to where we are on a week by week day by day month by month basis i like that you are as engaged with those who are investing at a lower level and willing to ask the questions um like i am today as i told you right off the top i am no expert on this um and yet i feel more and more women are finding their way. I mean, obviously we're talking about geologists and people within companies, that's standard, but there are a lot of women who have felt that there was really not a lot of place for them in the investment world. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of broadening out at Equity Guru with more advice to, to pull young, particularly women into the investment circle. Is there, is there a tip that was sort of investment 101, like you said, when you were on the floor at the stock exchange with all the guys, because you literally said with a bunch of guys, because it was. 300 of those guys. <laughs> totally, totally. And, but, and as a former woman in sports, I often get asked, what was it like? Because you were the only or one of the only. And so women are, are definitely ready, more than ready to get into it. But is there sort of a, a 101 um, basic piece of advice that maybe isn't just 
regularly out there with your experience being so long, so many decades long in this industry. What's the, is it like the, you know, only invest what you can lose or once you hit big, take out your initial investment and play with the rest of it. Like, is there something in there that you can, a nugget of gold you can give us? I like that second point because I use that. Take out your original investment. You you buy something at 50 cents, it goes to a dollar, sell half, get your money back, and there's the money you can start to grow with. I use that myself. I'm always looking to get a free ride by by getting in early. So um, number one is get in early. Um, if, if you're hearing about a company that's been beating a project for years and years and years, it doesn't mean there's not gonna be any new success. But get into something fresh, something early, something where the company is extremely responsive. And if you look back, you see they're moving fast. You see they have a focus and you see that they're driven. Uh, there's a lot of public companies out there. There's a lot of junior companies out there, like literally hundreds of them. So how, how do you as an investor, where do I put my $1,000? Well, pick the team. Look at have they made shareholders money before? Um, do they have a reputation? Can I find them online? You can generally find out if someone has uh, been operating, you know, uncompliantly, we'll say, by just by a few Google searches. So basic due diligence on the person, the company, their speed, and if the company is responsive in asking your simple questions, great. If they don't reply to you, um, it's, it's not so, for me as an investor, I don't like that. When I email a company, when, when I come across something which I think looks good, I want to ask a couple of very simple questions generally, nothing technical. Right. If they don't reply to me, it's sort of a, a red flag. So if somebody were to send you a note today and say, what were the results today like? What would you respond? Specifically about today? I would say the results today were fantastic. How unfortunate we put them out on a day when gold was down $35. Um, you can't pick that. We have some extremely smart shareholders and um, institutional investors. And the, the email I was getting and the messages I was getting were today, Ranj, to be very keep your chin up, Ranj. Those results were fantastic. Um, it was just a day in the markets. So you can't predict it. So someone says to me today, how were those results like you asked? They were fantastic results. They were, Michelle and her, and her team are extremely pleased on site. We view it as, as, a, as, a, as a success. It was the first of probably 25 press releases like that. But today was a rough day for the gold, gold junior investor. But the way you frame that takes the edge off. So if I, as an investor, ask that question, and you said extremely positive results today on a really shitty day for gold. That would make sense to me as an investor. I would not feel as nervous as I was if only seeing the result and the market number, right? So when you look, you look at the volume also. Yeah. I believe Fair. with Canada and the US today, we had our highest trading volume day ever. Yes. So for as many people as said, oh, we got to sell. You know, the people who, who sell the stocks, they're, they were scared of the gold volatility. But for just as many people who sold, people who said, those results are good. We want to own this company and what a great day for us to enter when gold was down and we're not paying X, we're paying right. this price. So it's the buy low, sell high right there. 
There See? it is. I'm getting more 101. Ranch, thank you so much for being part of the Jody Vance experience and, and helping us sort of inch our way out into the market and, and help people and educate people this way. Um, I hope we get an opportunity to chat again and certainly maybe one day in studio when we're on the other side of, of COVID-19. Thank you. That would be my pleasure. Thank you very much.